You're tuned into Made for Mondays with Justin Lester. Justin Lester is an average guy who refuses to let Mondays control him. Justin is a husband, dad, pastor, student, and Jesus follower. He's done a lot. He's learned a lot. And he wants to see you at your best. Let's win Mondays. Hey, Justin, what's up today? Well, hey, everyone, welcome to Made for Mondays. This week, we're blessed with an amazing, amazing young leader named Ade Ashanubi. Ade is a medical student at Brown University and also a leader par excellence. And you'll be really, really blessed by the insight that she has, the thoughts that she has, and also the future that she has as well. Now, remember, this is recorded on Zoom, so the audio quality is not perfect, but the insights will be perfect just for you. Stick around at the end for our affirmations and then you run into your week. You were made for this. Now let's jump into our conversation with Ade Ashanubi. Hey everyone, Pastor Justin here. Listen, I am so excited. Welcome to Made for Mondays once again. And um, we have been so blessed by some amazing leaders, but I'm gonna tell y'all, we saved the best for last. I think this young lady here is the future when it comes to um, healthcare, when it comes to just leadership in general. She's doing amazing work. I've seen her at Brown, now going to Brown Medical School. And I swear you guys have to know her and know her name. And so help me welcome to Made for Mondays today, uh, Ade Ashtanubi. Ade, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having Good. me. It's really great to be on this amazing podcast, so I'm oh. super excited. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Ade, and, and thank you for your time, too. So if you don't mind, tell if you can tell me and then the people on here as well, just who are you? Like, where are you from? What's your story? How did you get to where you are uh, today? Sounds good. So my name is Ade Ashanubi. I am currently 24, and I'm a third-year medical student as of last week, which is super exciting. Um, I'm the daughter of Nigerian immigrants who came to the States in the mid-90s, um, and I grew up in Somerset, New well, Woodbridge, New Jersey, and also Somerset, New Jersey, but I also happened to go to boarding school at the age of 12 in um, New England. So I went to a New England uh, boarding school, which was a very interesting experience. I will talk a bit more about how that shaped me into the person who I am today. And then after that, I um, began my undergraduate education at Brown. Um, undergrad, and then currently still at Brown for medical school. Um, and some other things about me, I really have a passion for working with students of color. Um, so that's where a lot of my leadership and um, involvement in organizations have um, aligned with. In addition, I have a passion for women's health, especially women who come from marginalized backgrounds and who may not necessarily be listened into the listen to in the healthcare field. So as a future physician, my goal is really to work with Black women, other women of color, um, to make sure that they have an advocate and to make sure things that, such as disparate maternal mortality rates among those populations no longer exist. So that's just a little bit about myself. I can talk a bit more about my own self-development and how I became the person I am today. Um, so when I was a child, I was very, very shy. And you know, you were so shy? 
I was a shy person, which I tell people that I'm shy and people laugh, but I'm an introvert. Um, but I was a very shy child. I would cry every single day, like every day. And people would call me a cry baby. And I was never one to speak out about really anything. Very much to myself was very timid because I grew up in a predominantly white schools. So that really affected my confidence and that really affected how I perceived myself. I honestly felt that I was inferior to white people and to other people around me. So that's why I feel that I was so, you know, inside myself and really scared to speak out or just find myself, right? So it wasn't until I went to boarding school at the age of 12 um, that all of that changed. I mean, the first few years, I kind of was like the same person, still shy, still to myself, but it was really, what year was it? Okay. Um, my 11th grade year was when I was like, enough is enough with the, you know, injustices that are happening, um, racism that was happening at school, classism, all of those types of things that really impacted my experience being there. And by the time I was in 11th grade, I was ready to start speaking out and really be there for students of color. So me and along with a friend, we started a, um, mentorship program at our school that, you know, paired um, older kid, older black students with younger black students, because I really would have benefited from that when I was in eighth and ninth grade. Um, so that was kind of the beginning of my work with um, black students. And then after that, um, going to Brown, I became very involved in the Black Student Union. Um, and then later on became president, co-president um, senior year with Kiana Thompson, who is awesome. And that experience really taught me a lot about leadership and working with other people. Um, and I can talk about that a bit later. And then coming into Brown, um, I aligned myself with the Student National Medical Association, which works with um, primarily Black medical students, advancing them through medical school and also working on the pipeline. So getting more Black children from when they're in preschool, pre-K interested in medicine so we can have more Black physicians. So I served as president of our local chapter and then I was also on a regional board member as a webmaster. And then this past April, I was um, blessed enough to be um, elected onto the board of directors, the National Board of Directors. So I currently serve as the National External Affairs Committee co-chair. And through that committee, we really work to elevate SNMA's brand. Um, we do a lot of our social media. We um, create partnerships with external organizations and things like that. So that has been kind of my experience, you know, starting off as a very timid, shy person, and now someone who has had leadership positions and who's not afraid to speak out against injustices that I've seen. Wow. Like, so, and you're also like a published photographer. I mean, let's not forget that part, <laughs> right? Um, Adele, how, how did you, so one of the things, and I didn't list this earlier, but going back to you mentioned boarding school, Mm -hmm. And how did you take those moments that could have become traumatic for some people, right? So just see, seeing injustice in predominantly white spaces as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a black person, right? And, and you, you took a moment that could have been traumatic and turned it into something that now led you to this beautiful moment where now, I mean, telling that young lady in 11th grade, this is who she would be. I mean, I'm sure at the time for anyone to be like, seriously, how did that happen? How did yeah. you and how have you over the course of the past, I don't know, six years now, taking moments that could have been traumatic and turned them into something that now is really bulldozing down to purpose towards um, justice and, and towards seeking really the reconciliation of oneself to the world. Mm -hmm. 
that's a really good question because um yeah those moments were definitely traumatic <laughs> and those <laughs> those are things i'm still working on now so i'm going to be transparent you know i ne have not necessarily completely healed from those situations especially since i was there for five years and grew up there so there's still like insecurities i still work through because of that experience but honestly i think the key thing has been really working on my relationship with god and also really understanding why he puts you in certain situations right because when i was first in boarding school and going through those things i kind of was like why am i in this situation no one prepared me for this you know my parents are immigrants so they don't necessarily know they know more so now but they didn't necessarily know like race relations and class relations and how those intersect in a new england prep school elite you know situation so I think the key was really trying to look at the situation and seeing why I was put in, why I might have been put in that situation and what benefits could come out of it. Um, so yeah, I think I, I cannot lie and say that, you know, those traumatic experiences haven't affected me and still don't to this day. But I think finding the purpose within going through those experiences has been helpful. And also kind of gaining appreci appreciation in some way, right? Because as I was saying before, I don't know if, if I hadn't gone to boarding school, would I still be this person? Probably not. I could have been more, I could have been comfortable where I was, right? I could have been comfortable in my shyness and you know, to myself, but being in that really uncomfortable, sometimes traumatic situations really can catapult you <laughs> to the next level. Yeah, right? that's very true. Um, so that's yeah. No, oh, wonderful. Thank you for that. What What's some advice in the day that you're giving yourself on a regular mm -hmm. basis that um, mm -hmm. like you wake up and whether it's affirmations, whatever it is, what are, mm -hmm. how are you pouring into you um, mm -hmm. as you go into, I mean, what you named earlier, just from just being a student, all the places you're serving and then taking care of yourself. How are you advising yourself in all of this? That's a great question. I honestly think I could be doing a much better job of, you know, taking care of myself and, you know, kind of putting myself first in some ways. Um, some things I do like to do every morning, there's this book called Prayer Rain. It is by this Nigerian author um, and it's this book of prayers. And they're very powerful, you know, they're very powerful. And so, you know, I have, especially this past four months when I was preparing for a board exam, there was a specific prayer I would pray every morning. Um, and then I have my devotional, what is it called? Um, what is it called? Sorry, I want to like get the name. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. It's called Jesus Calling, which I really like. So I definitely suggest people pick up Jesus Calling because it's quick, but it's really, it's really great. Every day is, is on point, I will say. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for me, the biggest piece of advice I've been trying to give myself is trust the timing of your life, right? Because, you know, when it comes to like relationships and settling down and things like that, like I had a vision of when i thought that would happen for me mm -hmm. um and i'm still young i'm still 24 so who knows what could happen in the next few years but i think for me a big you know part of things i've dealt with or wrestled with mm -hmm. has been you know a delay in that area even though it sounds a little wild because i'm not that old but you know <laughs> And just like certain things that I'd wanted for my life or envisioned, 
that I would have at this time haven't ne hasn't necessarily happened yet. However, there are a lot of things that I'm currently doing now that I could have never envisioned, right? Mm -hmm. They're even better than anything that I could have envisioned for myself. So the key that I, the thing that I've really been trying to work on is, you know, not being so focused on your list. Uh, Michael Todd has had, you know, rip up the list. I was mm -hmm. like, wow, this is a read because, <laughs> you know, um, so just like letting go of where I feel like I should be Mm -hmm. and really listening to where you know god wants me to be in this moment um because i've i've tasted and i've seen mm -hmm. that he's good you know and you know he's really shown me you know that he's there for me even if it wasn't a place that i necessarily had envisioned but yeah. you know yeah so that's, that's kind real. of where i'm and, uh, at right now am i, I perfect? no are there times when i'm like <laughs> lord where you at but yeah <laughs> Hey, listen, to be honest with you, so I remember I finished my, what was it, I, I moved to Nashville, I was 25, no, 24, I was 24, I was your age, oh. and I, the day before I left to go to Nashville, I met Court, right, and we were oh. friends. We didn't start dating until a year and a half later, mm -hmm. and we got engaged about a year later, got married eight months after that. Then, so like, I literally was feeling the same. I was like, God, like you hate me. I don't want like, no one wants to talk to me. No, like I get phone numbers, but they're not real. Like, I'm like, God, like what's happening right now? And I remember that I was like, I'm going to Nashville and I'm just going to go and I'm just going to like learn and all this. And then like the day before I left, I met my wife. And wow. like, we, it took me a while to like own the reality. I was like, okay, I can't go swim wild notes and like just go sit like crazy for the mm -hmm. next year. Like, you know, it was just like, screw it. Like, I hated this. And then, so to tell you the truth, it's amazing what can happen overnight, right? And, and with that, um, in the midst of all of that too, and that, but what I recognize, and I feel like something that you mentioned as well, was mm -hmm. there were certain things that God was burning and bringing out of me because I couldn't bring that to a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And so as you're speaking and you're mentioning those things, yeah. I think I think you're recognizing and even showing and I think even um, encouraging in others as well, right? The, the, the frustrating parts of burning things out. And I appreciate your vulnerability even to share that like there's things in, in boarding school and in things you're recognizing now mm -hmm. that lead you to be who you are, but mm -hmm. there's a necessity, like you said, to burn some things, right? And to, and to bring some things into yourself. So like, I guess with all of that, and you mentioned like the places you're leading to, mm -hmm. how are you transitioning from being the, the one who like gets all the, gets all the advice from people, mm -hmm. right? To now as you transition and as you move even forward in the next couple of years to mm -hmm. even right now, to be the one who's like telling and imploring and leading other people from, from, from mentee to mentor, right? Cause you're, it's, you know, I, like, it's cute. Like somebody's like, Hey, like you should do this. And it's like, yeah, I read it. Right. I mean, like, it's like, like, I'm like, yeah, they read Jesus's call. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like, yeah, it's like, you're, you're not a mentee anymore. You're a mentor. So how, how are you transitioning personally mm -hmm. from seeing more people look up to you um, mm -hmm. instead of you looking up to others as much? Well, that's a really good question. I think it's really weird to think of myself as a mentor, you know, like, it's just weird. And I think it's weird for just people in general, right? Because you always kind of envision yourself as younger in some ways, because mm -hmm. you're kind of used to, you know, relying and like looking up to people. Um, and of course, I still look up to many people. Um, but yeah, I think transitioning from mentor to mentee, I think the key for me has been really trying to walk the walk, right? Like, 
if someone's coming to me about insecurities they might be facing as a black woman, um, and if I'm giving them advice as to how to work on that or how to overcome that, I need to make sure I'm actually doing that myself. I'm not to say like I'm gonna get rid of those insecurities overnight. Everyone has insecurities, you know what I'm saying? But like I don't wanna be somebody who's just giving somebody advice because it sounds good. I wanna actually be giving people advice because you know I'm currently doing it or I've done it, you know, at least mm. I've given it a test drive. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? That's um and another thing is humility is really important, I think, especially when you're talking about mentor mentee relationships because at the end of the day i mean i was maybe there two three years ago or even a month ago who knows like um so i think the important thing that i definitely you know want to keep working on too just as like mentoring other people is just you know being humble and not forgetting where you came from because <laughs> i remember when i was 12 or 13 it wasn't it wasn't cute for me but you know here we are yeah. <laughs> and i think another thing that's really important is being available and being accessible right because you know when you are super busy it's hard to respond to everyone people might dm you questions people might reach out to you um and you know i'm like wow like people are really reaching out to me like i really don't know why but you know i think something that i want to keep making sure I do is always trying to do my best to be responsive and actually give good and thorough responses when people ask me questions about med school, about life and things mm -hmm. like that. And then another thing that, you know, when you're transitioning from mentor to men mentee to mentor, I think it's important to also not give advice on things you don't really know anything about, right? Because people can come and ask me about relationship advice. However, I'm really not well versed in the topic. So <laughs> I think it's really important to be transparent. So that's also something that I've been trying to do. Like, look, I haven't had this experience, but this is what I've seen from other people's experiences or reading books or just life. Um, but I don't necessarily have that expertise. So those are some of the things that I think come with transitioning from mentee to mentor. Yeah, you know, I'll be honest, my first year of pastoring, that was probably one, of my, the last thing you mentioned was one of my failures. Like I thought I had this thing figured out and I was like, younger pastors would come ask questions like, yeah, like this is how you handle it. And I'm like, I have no clue what to do, right? Yeah. But I remember that and I remember uh, you put it that way. It was, it was a moment where I gave someone advice and it failed. And I was like, I'm a pullback because I have no clue what I'm doing. That's a very, very wise. That's a very, very wise thing today to to know when you can't give it. Like that is that is that's something I I learned the hard way, and that was a very not fun text message when the guy failed. Right? I mean, it's just not a fun thing when that yeah. happens. That that's a that's a very, very wise thing, and I pray you guys heard that and listened to that because that is that's going to accelerate a lot of your lives forward to know like 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 she said to hold on, like you said, to hold on to, 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 to know when not to give advice, right? Mm -hmm. um, because people are taking what you're saying as like, as, as, as gold, right? Mm -hmm. Because they look at you and see you're successful and see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, okay, what's, what, and I guess the, the last thing I would say, and you mentioned a lot of places you're serving, a lot of places you're leading. Mm -hmm. When you think about your next like 10 years, Mm -hmm. um, and, and the work that you're, you're leading towards, uh, personally, physically, mentally, spiritually, how are you setting yourself up for the future? Like what little things are you doing? Like you mentioned devotionals before, but what little things are you practicing or doing that you are noticing are consistent, um, that are setting you up for your future to make it easier, mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know if like God called you to Alaska, right? I don't know. But like, you're like, you're like, I may move, it might be cold, I need a coat, but these are the things that are not going to change about me. That's a really good question. I'll think about that for a moment. So the question is, what are things I'm doing now to set yourself up for the future? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a great question. So I would say one of the things that, you know, I want to get back into more is um, doing confessions because that's something my mom would do with me as a child, like as a child and growing up until I like went to boarding school it's like I will do this I'll become this and things like that and that has I've definitely seen manifestations from that um so I think it's really important to envision what you want and ask God for and confess it because you know if it's in his will it will be done so that's something I want to continue to actually be more consistent with is going back to those confessions but I also want to kind of make those confessions seeking God more rather than seeking my own personal desires because you know when I was younger like there were my my personal desires what I thought that would be good um but I just want to make sure like my confessions for like the next 10 years next 15 years are truly in alignment with the plan that God has for my life in addition I would say that I've definitely been someone who when I enter a new space like enter a new university or things like that I know exactly like what I want to do I know what organizations I want to be a part of I know who I want to align myself with so when I started medical school I was very intentional I was involved with only two groups student groups I knew I wanted to be a part of the SNMA and the OBGYN interest group made sure to make that happen. When I got involved with SNMA a bit more, I saw that there's like the National Board of Directors. I said, I know I want it. I want that for myself. Mm-hmm. And then also like when, um, you know, there was the award ceremony for our first year um, where they have like national chapter of the year and things like that. I saw that and I said, I want that for our chapter next year. And look, mm-hmm. we got it this past year. So I think like really setting your eyes on the prize is really important. Um, and that really can focus you, um, if it is the right thing to do, um, but that can really focus you for the future. Another thing that I've really been trying to work on is, um, and something I think is really important for success in the future is really having that network of friends and community with you, um, and the right friends and the right community. So I've definitely tried to be more everyone uses the word intentional these days, but (laughs) definitely try to be more um, discerning when it comes to having friends and making sure I have a good community of Christian friends who I can pray with, um, who I know will be there for me, who I know I can support and be there for. So I think that's been something that has really been um, important these past one and two years, because, you know, if you don't have your village, if you don't have the people around you to support you, then, you know, you really can't succeed. Um, So I would say that in order to set myself up for the next 10 years, um, I've definitely been super goal-oriented, envisioning. Um, people like to use the word manifesting. Sure, we could use that, but you know, God is really the one who provides. It's not you yourself doing that. So that's why I don't love the word manifesting because it kind of, to me, it, it kind of gives you, like it puts so much power on yourself and what you're able to do in your human self. And that's not necessarily super accurate. And then another thing is making sure that I have that community of believers around me and also non-believers too, because, you know, you want to have like a diverse 
group of you, with you and you want to be able to share what you know with other folks. And another thing is really focusing on confessions, which is something that I need to do um, a better job of. So those are like the three things I would say um, I'm doing. Ooh, and another thing, forgot about this, <laughs> is not being afraid to shoot my shot. We were kind of talking about this yeah. for the recording. But, um, you know, the way I got my first publication for my photography is that I just emailed a bunch of editors and then someone was like, yeah, like I will publish this piece, you know? That's not something I ever thought would happen. But like, honestly, in life, like if you are working on something or you want something to be out there, like just send it to people. You might not get a response. Like I pitched a story maybe a month ago, haven't heard back from anybody. But you know, like just having that, having that habit, right, really will put you in good stead because at some point someone will, re will respond, someone will publish you, someone will pick up your story, will pick up your work. So I'm really just trying to really set my sights high too, not thinking like, oh, this publication or this magazine is so out of like so out of my league you know um and really just being like hey like and walking in with that confidence that you know your work is good and they will pick it up so that's just another thing that I've been slowly growing on in is like gaining confidence in myself um that other people would believe in me and believe in my work yeah no wonderful Thank you so much for this. If now, if there was someone out there who wanted to get in contact with you um, to reach out to you, mm -hmm. um, how what is the best way that someone could could find mm -hmm. you? Um, email is good. I could say I'll say out my my email for you all. It's a. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it okay, in the show notes. great. It's aoshinubi14 at Gmail. Facebook is just my name at aoshinubi, and then Instagram. Astro Dustin will also link that too. I try to be responsive on all forums. Right now it's a little hard because I'm on my surgery rotation, but once that's done in two and a half weeks, I will be more available. So yeah. A day the Figerian. I love your Instagram handle. <laughs> I was thinking so about much. changing it because I was like, oh, like it's not mature enough, but I think it can last another year and then it might change. So you you're talking about maturity. My so my Facebook name used to be, you know, when people used to change their middle names on Facebook. Mine yeah. was Justin Do What It Do Lester. Um <laughs> and then it was like so if you went to Facebook.com slash do what it do, it came to me. And then everything else like Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat was all like do what it do to like it, it was just so dumb. And then I remember my pastor, when I moved to Nashville, he was like, you need to change. <laughs> and I'm like, man, no, because this is what I do. And it was just funny because this church, I went to go preach at this church and they asked me, like, I was like fresh to the city. It was this massive church. And they're like, so what's your Twitter? And I told them and I was like, I'm going to go change it. Don't <laughs> and I changed it before service. Like I literally changed it. And that's where Mr. J. Lester came from. Because the pastor just looked at me like, what is your Twitter? Like to put on the screen? Like, what is it? And I'm like, do, let me change it. And that's where Mr. J. Lester came from. So it's funny. I get what you're saying. Um, I, I will say keep your personality in it. Um, but yeah, that's the. That's the I, that's my own personal story because like I think even now if you go to facebook.com slash do what it do it still comes to my page it's kind of embarrassing. Um, everybody listen to this. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I think I got rid of it, but I think there's something in Facebook that I still do what it do like Justin do what it do last year or something else. But, but anyway, a day. Thank you so much for your time. 
and for this wisdom that you ladled onto everyone. You guys, please give it up for a day in the comments. And um, and if you want to contact her, everything, all information is in the show notes. Um, now we're going to go back to a regular format the rest of this month in July, and then we'll come back again with special guests going into the month of August as we transition to whatever this new normal is. And we'll have some great folk to come in and share with us in their fields, how they're transitioning as well as a new normal. Um, so look, you guys, like go into take your AM pajamas off, put your PM pajamas on, and wear a mask. Oh my God. Like this Please wear a mask. Please. This isn't something to fight about. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> um, like just put on a mask and, and stop <laughs> and design it or something. Anyway, yeah. have a <laughs> have a great Wednesday. I'm gonna end the recording one second. I pray you were blessed by that today. Let's say our affirmation and jump into our week. If you repeat after me, simply say, I am me. I can be me. No one will stop me from being me. I am me. You were made for this. Have a wonderful day. This has been Made for Mondays with Justin Lester. Be sure to follow Justin online at Mr. Underscore J Lester and online at www.jlester.com. See you next week. Go win. You were made for this.